All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Awaken to Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here on this special day, Saturday. It's, it's a different energy, different vibe. I love it. Um, but thank you for being here. And if you're watching us live right now or on the replay, please do subscribe to the to the channel so you can um, watch all of the future live shows and the shows on demand with ease and get notifications from for those shows. And it is my deepest wish, desire, and intention to bring forward for you these wonderful speakers who are sharing their wisdom, their experiences, their talents, their gifts, their healing, their activations, et cetera, so that we can all thrive and so that we can all live a more fulfilled and happy life. So um, yeah, all that and more. So please do join us on a regular basis to catch all the shows. We are still in the fairly, I guess, beginning of, of the season, right? Uh, season 34. So I'm so glad that you're all here with us watching live or on the replay. And today, my good friend Judith Costa is back with us. And we're going to be talking about how love is eternal. And we're going to be talking about soul contracts and soul mates. And so some of what we're going to discuss today is about around what is a soulmate relationship and Judith is going to share a personal story. We're going to talk about what can be holding you back from finding love, what is self-love, and why you need to love yourself to establish happy relationships. Are you repeating a pattern in your relationships and you don't know how to break it? We're going to talk about that. And why are you attracting unavailable partners or those who are not ready to, for a commitment or to commit yet? And how to attract your soulmate or the right relationship for you? What techniques can you use to find your soulmates? We're also going to be talking about past life regression therapy, the Akashic Records, coaching astrology, and dream interpretation as tools to understand your relationships. And Judith will be taking some live caller questions and doing some mini readings as well today live on the show if you're here on Zoom. And for those of you who don't know Judith, um, she was here last season, I think for the first time, and we just absolutely loved the conversation, the vibe, the energy, everything. So we definitely, you know, invited her back. So Judith is a certified life and love coach and with a master's degree in psychology and psychotherapy. Based on her 15 years of research and experience on soulmates, she helps people to understand what a real soulmate connection is, how to improve self-love and how to manifest the kind of relationship all of us want and deserve. She works with groups and individuals to help them overcome their inner blocks to love and to know themselves better. She uses different techniques such as coaching, past life regression therapy, astrology, the Akashic Records, and dream interpretation. And Judith has helped many individuals find their soulmates, and she believes that every one of us can find that kind of love, unconditional love. She found her soulmate, and more than one, and she is passionate about helping others search and find theirs. So uh, please join me in welcoming Judith back to the show. Judith, so glad you're here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And this is my favorite topic. Then I hope that everyone enjoys as much as I did uh, during all this research and all these years with everything that happened to me in terms of love. <laughs> awesome. And, you know, you know, we'll, we'll talk about self, self-love self as well, like we always do, but, you know, soulmates, what they are, how to recognize soulmate etc um and we will be taking live caller questions so if you do have a question for judith uh you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat we'll do that a little bit later so let's start off judith let, let's talk about what is a soulmate relationship and if you could share your personal story that would be awesome and maybe i'll share a little bit of mine as well because my my soulmate i also found my, my soulmate as well so I, I totally know it's possible for all of us 
That's wonderful. And uh, yeah, I want to I want to to listen to your story as well. <laughs> but uh, I think it's easy if if we explain uh, stories because there is a lot of confusion about soulmates. If you go into Google or listen, uh, you will receive a lot of different information. Then I don't know about you, but I'm a romantic. And I read a book of Brian Wise called Only Love is Real, when he explains a story about two clients that he knows that they're, they have a connection from past lives. But of course, for professional confidentiality, he cannot tell them. And when I read this book, it resonated with me because I always thought that there is a special person out there. And I wanted to find this special person, but more important than that, I wanted to demonstrate myself that my husband at the time was this special person. Then I went into a quest and I read every book. At that time, I was living in Spain. I, my English was quite basic. And I read every book I could about the topic. And I start accumulating tools that now I use to help others to find their soulmates or to tell them if they are in a soulmate relationship. But what I found was that, yes, in fact, my, my husband, my ex-husband right now, and I, we were, we were connected. But he was not what we call a soulmate relationship. He was more a karmic relationship than... Anyway, there are a lot of terms that we will uh, explain very clearly to differentiate because I had people in my in my workshop, How to Find Your Soulmate, that say, yeah, it looked like the most special relationship ever and everything was special. We had a great connection at the beginning. We were in sync and then disaster. It's because between a karmic relationship and a soulmate relationship, the beginning may seem exactly the same. There is a soul recognition. You see this person uh, and you feel like there is something that connects you, that you feel at home. Your mind says, I don't know you, but your heart says, I'm so happy to, to, to meet with you again. Then it's confusing. And that's the reason why a lot of people get disappointed because they felt that it's the most important relationship of their lives ever. And their challenges shows up. And it, it happened to me. I mean, the relationship was not perfect, but I really love my husband. And I tried uh, everything to really kind of fix the relationship. But let me tell you that the beginning of the relationship was so special. We had telepathy. Uh, we were in, in, in sync. Uh, sex was amazing. And... It seemed that this was be this this will be the the relationship forever, and then personality happens, and and you you realize that you are different, and and things start like creating a gap between the two of us, until the point where you have to look for answers because if you allow a relationship that is not working to continue being the the relationship of your life you get into trouble because your soul is not going to be happy. Then I interview many people that found their soulmates and not all of these uh, people uh, 
will tell you that it's a happy ending story, but all of them will tell you that the encounter with their soul, with their soulmates, or with people that come from their past and enter in their present, transform their lives. Then the reason why, <clears throat> sorry, the reason why I, I tell that the title will be Love is Eternal and Soul Contracts and Soulmates is because I want to take you out of this concept of the romantic soulmate where you and I are going to be together forever. We have been together before and everything is going to be wonderful. No, usually a soulmate is someone that has the key of your heart and can open the door whenever he or she wants and sit in your sofa and transform your life. And there is nothing that really needs to happen because the agreement might be made before this incarnation, we we all have soul contracts with other souls for different reasons. But it has been amazing all these years of research, personal research and also talking with people and and coaching people and, and, and doing this workshop on, on how to find your soulmate where I discover so many things that are amazing about relationships and so much suffering that we all experience in relationships because a soulmate is your eternal partner. Is someone with whom you have a bond of unconditional love. Someone with whom you have been in past lives, with whom you can be in this lifetime, and for sure, with whom you will be in a future lifetime. And this person will be there to help you be a better lover. Not lover in terms of a, a, a partnership that is romantic, but it will help you to know how to love better and how to receive more love, how to, how to learn what is this thing that we all uh, want called love, but we, we, we really don't know what are we talking about. Does it make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and that's one of the, one of the key points for me is that um, when I met, uh, my my soulmate my husband that was the first time that i actually truly felt comfortable enough to love someone so you know in the past i had said the word i love you blah 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 but i didn't truly yeah. love until uh i met this person and it was because it was from his side it was totally unconditional there was no he didn't want anything, you know, and uh, it was very easy and, and uh, carefree and there was no judgment whatsoever in our relationship. And just the way that we met even was like, I would say it was divinely inspired because there's no way that uh, <laughs> it could have happened. Otherwise, it's just the way that things had played out. Um, but, you know, just because you're in a soulmate relationship does not mean that everything is hunky-dory, easy-peasy, you know, without any challenges, as everybody knows. But the quality of the love is different than, because I had been married before, so the quality of the love is different. The feeling of being free without having to wear a mask of any sort, you know, like I could just be myself without any worries or anything or any expectations or anything. So that was one of the key points I found for myself in my relationship. Yeah. 
I like, uh, I don't know if you have read the book of Michael Newton about the journey of the souls. Mm -hmm. He has a, a category that I use in my workshop because I feel it resonates with me. And he talks about that we have a primary soulmate with whom we usually establish a long-term relationship. It can be marriage, it can be a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, but it's usually a deep relationship. And then we have other kind of relationships where certain people enters in our lives because they have complementary qualities, they have the resources that we need, they have something that will help us move forward in our lives. And then we have people that cannot be really called like 100% a soulmate, but they belong to our soul family. And we have agreements and, and these agreements are mobile. I mean, it's not that you and me are gonna meet when I'm 25 years old, and we are gonna do this together. No, if this person is unavailable, another soul will take the place. All of this is a system that goes in constant movement. But soulmates or people from your soul family are, you cannot create them. They exist, they are connected with you because you have things in common. Uh, well, we talk about past lives and future lives, but you know, everything's happening at the same time, But just from our three-dimensional world in the sense that we have a history together and we can we can have a future together. Um, and our soul families journey together. Like, you know, like my husband is my husband in this lifetime, but in the previous lifetime, he was somebody else. I was somebody else. So our, our souls travel together on this journey to help and support, teach and learn together, each other, right? And so that's why the people that are closest to you in your family are people that have you have had relationships with in the past, different relationships, you know? And sometimes we meet somebody for uh, a brief time maybe, and you're like, oh my God, I'm so connected to this person. I, I, I'm just like, I'm, I feel such a deep, deep connection but they might only be there to show you something about yourself or something you need to learn, uh, you know, and then be gone. So they're not always there for like a long time. It could just be a short period of time, but they're still part of your extended soul family, right? Yeah, let me give you an example because sometimes we understand better when we sit. Let's suppose that I get fired today and I go to a, to a bar. I'm upset. I, I, I got my stuff and I sit there and suddenly I start talking with a stranger. And this stranger made me reframe the situation, uh, empower me, made me realize that this is the best thing that happened in my life. I mean, I'm so upset and I feel fragile and, and vulnerable and where the money is going to come from. But I always wanted to open my own company. And this person find me exactly the day that my life got transformed and like push me just exactly when I need it to really create the next step of my life, then these things happen because they are orchestrated. This is by divine order. This is the kind of agreements that we have with other people. And I, I can tell you many things when I found my husband, because I tell you only half of the story. Then my first boyfriend, I met him when I was 16 and a half. And I suffer a lot. I mean, what do you know uh, when you are 16 years old about love? No, I mean, you really are clueless. Then on my 18th birthday, it was the last time that we were together and we had a pending conversation because we were going to college and 
he wasn't sure about coming back together, but you know, yes, no, maybe let me think about, I'll tell you something. Then my birthday is April 26 and one month passed. And in order to kind of detach, I applied for a new university far away from home. In Spain, this is not common. It's not like in America that you travel miles far away from home. No, you go to the university that it's next to your house. But I decided to start a new life. And I asked the universe, please send me someone so important in my life that it's going to erase all this that I have with this guy. Well, 8th of June, I met my future husband. 17 years together. So intense was the beginning that really made me forget this guy completely. Well, years pass. I'm married and I start dreaming with this guy that I met when I was 16 and a half and he was my boyfriend. And I found it funny, you know, like, oh yeah, I come in my dreams. And then I met him in the middle of the street in a big city like it is Barcelona. Say, so, what a synchronicity, you know? I had a dream with this guy and next day I meet him in the street. And we had what is called uh, like a soul recognition. We were in a in a bakery and when i saw him my first reaction i'm gonna be vulnerable here it was like i'm gonna run away and disappear i didn't know why suddenly i'm not a shy person suddenly i felt like mm, i prefer not to say anything and then i rationally like i mean judith come on i mean say hello i mean he's not a stranger and I approached, and it was like there was a parenthesis, and the world stopped. And it was only you and the other person. You cannot feel if it's seconds or 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 minutes or what happened. And it was a, a silly conversation, no? How are you or whatever it is, no? But it was so profound that for whatever reason, when I arrived home, I explained it to my husband because I was moved by that. And I told, you know what happened? I had a dream and then I met this guy and because they know each other. And my husband got really jealous. I said, but why? I mean, what's the problem? They may felt, he may felt something in my energy that was saying that that connection was important. I couldn't realize at that moment that this was happening, but someone from outside could see that there was there was an energy there that was strange. And this continued happening to me for some years until I figured out that this soulmate was coming back into my life through my dreams to show me what was true love, to show me what was what I'm able to feel, and you were telling the same, no? When you discover this kind of love that soulmates share, the rest seems like too normal, no? And he was not the message. It was not about, okay, run away, get divorced, and, and go with him. He was the messenger of love. Then so important is the presence of a soulmate in your life that even when it's not present, it just enters in your life through dreams or, or here and there, can transform the way you see love. 
I totally, oh my goodness, I totally agree. I mean, that happened with me as well, because I was married. And, and some of you have heard this, but, um, you know, I had gone to see a movie with my daughter. And during one of the scenes in the movie, something hit my chest, like, powerfully. And I'm like, oh, my God, I that's what's missing from my life. That's what I want. You know, it's, and it was like, uh, you could feel it. It was a physical feeling. And yeah. and then it's like, that's what's because I, I wasn't happy in my marriage. Um, but that was my soul saying, there's still something else that you deserve. You deserve that type of love, that kind of love. And yeah. then um, shortly after that, I, I, I met somebody and we had a short, not even, not even a relationship, but it was a really strong connection. But again, that was showing me that it was possible for me to feel that kind of love, right? And then afterwards, I, I, I did meet my husband. And um, I remember one time I had, you know, the, the scene that touched me was that scene of two, the two people walking on the beach and just completely happy, at peace, like, it was beautiful and then I we I actually you know a couple of years later me and my husband were walking on the beach and it was like the same exact feeling and I'm like <laughs> yes so that was what that was you know that was my <clears throat> soul calling out to me and saying you know this is what you, this is what you deserve this is what's missing this is what love feels like etc and then you know you know, the, the universe orchestrated it in such a way that, you know, it happened. And so <clears throat> it was also about trusting that and f going along with those um, feelings and those desires or whatever, because then I did end up separating from my husband, divorcing my husband, and everybody was against that. They're like, why? Why? He's great. Everybody loved him. And um, but I'm like, I can't. So the whole world was against me when I separated from my husband and stuff. But I was like, I, my my heart, my soul was saying, no, something else is uh, waiting for you. So, you know, you got to sometimes follow that. Yeah, and you were brave. I have seen many people stuck in love and, and disappointed because they think that love is not there for them. And yeah. something that I want to really emphasize in this call is love is waiting for you. Love is everywhere. Love is available. Love is abundant. But you cannot confuse love with relationships. Human beings are limited and we made mistakes and we hurt other people. And sometimes we don't love uh, the way we we, we could. Mm -hmm. we, we, we don't have the expertise. We have our own wounds. Then please uh, kind of separate that if a relationship fails, love doesn't fail for you. Love is still there for you. And this is what connects the concept of love with the self-love. Like, love you first. If you want true love, you, you have to embody this love first. You, you have to be there for yourself. Because that's, it's, this is one of the most important reasons why people don't, don't cannot find true love. When I start teaching uh this workshop in new york how to find your soulmate i very very soon i i realized that teaching for 30 minutes about self-love in in a one-day workshop it was not good enough and this was the reason why fall in love with yourself a one-day workshop on self-love was created because if you don't love yourself it's it's quite complicated to connect with this kind of love that we are describing 
you you may connect with people and for sure you will date but sometimes we kind of repeat patterns i'm alone i meet another person that is alone because we don't want to be alone or i'm a victim and you are the rescuer and we kind of repeat this thing or there is a pattern of abandonment or or there is a pattern of not forgiving others or whatever it is betrayal we there are many reasons there is another author that i like so much that it's called judy hall she got a couple of books that are are connected with the topic that we are talking because she described why the souls come back together again and again and again and mostly it's because we haven't finished business then it's like the universe gives you the opportunity to meet the same person again but to establish a different kind of relationship. Let, let's do it right this time. And sometimes people get together again or they get married again and again fail in the same in the same episode. And this is what was happening with my first husband. I mean, we love each other and I still love each other. I saw him yesterday. I have, I have a good relationship with him, but it, it's not resolved. And that's the, that's the good thing about... Uh, soulmates you have eternal opportunities <laughs> to repair to forgive to start anew to do it differently and also you know if you're judging yourself and who you are and judging your past relationships how can you find a new relationship or find your soulmate to have that relationship with if there's so much judgment you know like if i was um judging myself for failing in my marriage or judging my husband my ex-husband for a relationship well then there's not room enough in my heart to allow somebody else to come in right yeah and we are not perfect i mean let me tell you that if now i get married with the same person with everything i i know i met him when i was 18 i divorced him after 17 years now i'm 50 like I'm not the same person, then I'm sure that with what I know right now, the relationship will be different because I was I was putting all the pressure on him to make me happy. I put my happiness in his pocket and all the pressure like you have to make me happy. Like you're my husband, no? Then you 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 perform. And that's not true. I have to make myself happy and the happiness that I have, the love that I have, then I'll share it with you and we are double happy. But we sometimes we are not prepared to do this. Yeah. And I, I did it twice. Eh? Then I, finally I got divorced. I moved to New York. I met my soulmate. We got married. And how funny that the two people that have been important in my life, they have the same sign and the same, you say rising in English, ascendant. Mm -hmm. Then I didn't have enough with the first 17 years. <laughs> that I got another dose for nine more years. Then sometimes what it seems the world relationship from a from a human perspective is the exact relationship that you need right now. Because these two men in my life, they know how to love themselves very well. They are Leos, they are self-centered, they have clarity, total clarity. And I don't then when there is a soul contract, what happens is that sometimes you say, okay, I'm going to meet you and we're going to be together and you're going to treat me this way because 
I need to learn how to love myself. And then we say, yeah, okay, this guy doesn't love me and this is terrible and he is not paying attention to me and uh, I have to get divorced because he doesn't love me enough. No, he is your best teacher for you to learn to love yourself because he's not giving you what you need in order for you to create it. But you have to see your relationships from a higher perspective. Not everybody will tell you this. I mean, thanks God that I, I do past life regression and I open the Akashic records and I can get all the answers and I do comparison of charts, uh, like in astrology. Then trying to do my own research, I accumulated tons of uh, tools that are very helpful for me. But what it seems that is not working, it might be working for your soul growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great way of looking at life and challenges and anything that's not working is that whatever you are experiencing is there for your soul's growth. Absolutely. And I always think of it, it's a blessing. I mean, yes, it's a challenge, but there's a blessing in it. There's a gift in it. See the lesson, see the wisdom, accept that wisdom and continue to grow and expand. And as you are willing to accept it and not be in in resistance to it and reacting to it and rejecting it, you will start to receive the insights and wisdom that you need to continue to grow. And then things can shift and change, right? Yeah, but some people get stuck. Yes. Especially in the topic of love. Because, you know, we have boons. And we have boons since we were zero years old. Then from zero to to seven, you believe that everything that your authority figures, parents, grandparents, preachers, teachers, whatever it is, whatever they say is true. Mm-hmm. And if they told you you're a bad boy or I'm not going to love you because you are a bad girl, then you start figuring out how this thing of love works and you start connecting the dots that maybe love is conditional. Yeah. If I don't fit, they're not going to love me. If I am not a good girl, they're not going to love me. If I don't satisfy or please others, they're not going to love me. And we all are born with the desire to be seen, to be accepted, to be loved for who we are. And what happens? That we start changing. We stop being who we are and we start being who others want us to be. Mm -hmm. And there is a point in the journey that we forget who we were. And we are just someone that is trying to please others to receive love. This happened to me and it, I have seen tons of people in the same situation. Not my husband's, but many other people. Then what can you do when you have lost yourself, when you have lost your authenticity, where you are more interested in being someone that receives love, that is not abandoned, than in really being here and do what you are here to do and being just you. You're unique. There is no other one like you. You're special. And without you, the world would be different. Then so important you are. But we forget this. And we start begging for love. Like, please give me love. Like, can you go out with me? And we beg for friendships, for partners, for the love of our parents, for the love of our kids. And we forget that we have this love already 
inside of ourselves. But we are a fountain of love. We are the creators of this love. We don't have to go out to find it. We have it. And if we recognize that it's inside, we will have more to share and share and share more. Absolutely. But we don't recognize it, right? And so we think that there's something wrong with us. That's why we don't have a relationship. We think that there's something missing in us, that's something we have to do other than just, you know, other than attract or the right techniques, but there's something within us that is wrong, which is not true. Yeah, exactly. We are very hard on ourselves. Very, and that's yes. the reason why uh, self-love now is in, it's a trend. In the past, it was called self-esteem, but now more and more and more people are talking about this topic because we live in a society that have created certain rules. Then it's the rules of your country. And then are your family patterns and cultural patterns. And then it's the opinion that you have about yourself. Then it's very funny when, when, when I do consultations on the Akashic Records, because they kind of connect me with clients that lack self-love. I mean, the universe has the, its own marketing plan, no? that who can work with who and all of this. And a lot of clients that they, they may not even know that uh, self-love is key in their lives. My, they, they have not even read my, my website or anything similar. They arrive there and the message in general that a lot of people receive is that the only pressure that we are receiving is self-pressure. There is nobody out there trying to fix you, making you better, making you grow. This idea that we need, we need to heal, let go, forgive and fix and all of this is a human concept. These beings from the Akashic records that help us, they are uh, emissaries of the divine, they really are pure and conditional love and they see you, they meet you where you are and they see you as you are right now and they love you as you are. In human, in flesh, we are not used to this kind of love. It only happens somewhere, somewhat, like with soulmate encounters, some parents with the children, some uh, pet owners with their pets. But is the... It's the rare thing. It's not the norm. We we are uh, raised and educated in conditional love. I love you until you stop liking me, then bye-bye. I get divorced or I block you or I say you whatever, get lost. Then we, we have the idea that love is like an exchange. While you are useful to me, you are in my life. And when you are not useful to me, don't even call me. But love is, is something that you decide. It's a, it's a choice that you make. It doesn't depend on the other person. You can love someone in spite of who the other person is. It's not connected with the actions of the other person. It's your desire to love that matters. And this is very advanced. I mean, I understand that I'm talking about the PhD of love, but it's very basic at the same time. Absolutely. And, and this, you know, sometimes when it's as a mother, it's much easier to love my children. It's as a mother, it's easier to love my 
my neo, right? Um, there's nothing required. You know, I, I just like, I, I will love them regardless of what they do, what they don't do. You know, it's there, right? It's unconditional. Um, but it, it's it's hard in a, in, a, in a relationship for sure, right? So with siblings, with partners, it's 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 definitely more conditional because that's how we're taught. That's what we see everywhere. That's how we were raised even, right? So it's normal to have those feelings, but we can start to change that so that we can start to love ourselves and love the other person unconditionally as well. As difficult as it may be, we can start to know that that's possible. Yeah, let me go back to soul contracts, okay? Because when we incarnate, your soul comes here with an agenda, okay? Has a book with details of things that want to accomplish, has a plan. But you you forget the plan, but your soul has a system of guidance that it's going to take you wherever you have to go, meet with whomever you have to meet in order to get done whatever you plan. But because you are created with free will, you can, for example, I can meet my first husband and instead of getting married, say, no, you know, I'm not sure. I prefer to have a relationship with someone else. Then the universe will give you the opportunity to be together and you choose. But there is something inside of you that says, yes, do it. Just do it. That's the soul trying to accomplish certain things. But what happened that you are born in a family and you choose your parents. And if you choose your parents, you choose your siblings and the family and the lineage and the ancestors. Why you do that? Because relationships are laboratories of the spirit where we learn how to love and how to be loved. Then usually families are not uh, conscious parents that have everything resolved on their own and can love you unconditionally the way you are. No. Your parents have their own wounds. They do the best they can. And you cannot ask for more. They are trying their best. And if they knew better, they will do better. Then we have a lot of, uh, we hold a lot of resentment. I have seen people start because my mother did that to me. And they say, how old are you? 46. And when this happened? When I was six. Then in 40 years, you have not been able to forgive. You don't have a problem with your mother. You have a problem with yourself. Because what you are not forgiving is getting you attached to this situation that you consider that was terrible. And during 40 years, you have been there stuck because of your inability to let go to disconnect, to move forward, then we have families for these things to happen. Yeah, that is a powerful truth. You know, um, we hold on to grudges. We hold on to old stories. We hold on to old wounds, old pain. Absolutely. I was holding on to something for over 25 years and, uh, it's like when I finally was able to let it go and release, it was like, God, why did I why did I hold it on for so long? Because it was affecting me, nobody else. It was affecting me personally. It was affecting my no. life. Yeah, but nobody teaches us this. No, they don't. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry I'm very direct. Eh? I mean, I'm going to tell the things with lots of love. 
I mean, I, I, I'm respectful. I am talking from a professional uh, point of view, but if I have to kick your ass, I will kick your ass mm, with lots of love. But, but, the, but the thing is, sometimes people hold on. They don't want to let go of certain um, situations or experiences because they want uh, some sort of resolution. They want to closure. They want... They want Perfect. something. They want the other person to be different, to have acted differently, behaved differently. And, you know, yeah, they can't have yeah. that, right? Exactly. No, but let's talk about what forgiveness is because uh, we talk about forgiveness like like it's a universal concept and every, everybody knows how to do it. No, nobody, nobody knows how to do it. And religion didn't help much because the only thing I learned in my religious school is like, because you are a very nice person, you are a good person, you have to forgive the others mm -hmm. or your parents and say, forgive your brother. And you don't want to forgive your, your brother, but, but you have to because your parents say so. I mean, that's not yeah. forgiveness. <laughs> and True. from the perspective of the Hoponopono, this Hawaiian technique or, or, or the Akashic records, forgiveness is something that you do because of you, because you deserve to be able to set yourself free to move forward with your life. Yeah. Then it's not about the other person. You don't need the other person to forgive yourself or to forgive the other person. Then people, yes, they wait for 50 years for an apology. What a pity. Because if you don't get it, what? You, you lost 50 years of your life? Yeah, especially if the person has already passed, they're no longer living, you know, you're not going to get the apology now. No, it doesn't matter because you can talk with that people and you can resolve they are dead or alive. It doesn't matter, really. I mean, this thing mm, here or there, it doesn't matter. But the problem is that it's like if I if I have poison and instead of the other person suffering for what he did, I take the poison mm -hmm. and I poison myself for all these years for something that the other person did. And the other person will have to resolve their issues and will pay, karmically speaking, for what for their actions. But you are not the judge. Something happened to you. Yes, it's right. And I acknowledge. And the fact that you forgive doesn't condone the facts. Doesn't, doesn't make them disappear. Forgiving is not saying everything was okay. Because you forgive, you don't have to allow this person to come back into your life. That's not forgiveness. That's what I was saying at the beginning, this religion, religious concept of, okay, I'm a good person, come back here and I'm going to give you a hug. No, maybe you cannot give a hug to this person. But there are people that have forgiveness, uh, have forgiveness for the murderer of their children. And they go and visit them in prison. Then this thing exists, eh? I don't Not know. I, I don't know if I could do that. I don't think. I don't think I'm that enlightened, to be honest. Yeah, and the same with Hoponopono. That someone Karen Karen is is mentioning that in the in the chat. Hoponopono it is it's it's a weird word because it's it's Hawaiian, but it comes from the concept. Uh, we have four. Uh, words or sentences that when you say them together, they have a special vibration that change and shift situations. 
But let me explain the beginning, the, the essence of the Ho'oponopono, is that when you forgive, you don't look at the facts. You are forgiving whatever you brought to the situation that created what is happening. Then there was a there was a psychiatrist that was working in the in a hospital for uh, kind of high security prisoners with mental health issues, and he never saw any of them in therapy. Just was going through the hospital, saying, "I'm I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you." And one by one. The inmates, the, the people that were there were getting better and they were leaving the hospital until they had to close a wing. And 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 then it, it was such a success, no? And people say that this guy was like a master in terms of talking with people and making them change, no? Like the conduct, the, the behavior. No, it's like if you have a problem with someone or someone else is creating a problem in, on earth, there is a part of ourselves because we are all one, we are all connected that contributed to that. Then you don't want a war in the other part of the, of the world because that's bad and everybody's sad that people are dying. But then we go and have our private wars. You go out, you scream at your children, you are mean with the doorman, you are angry at your colleagues, you are angry at traffic, then how many wars do you start every day? But you don't see this. You see the big one. Then there is a part of you that is creating war energy. And because energy is energy and it's contagious, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. But it's easier to blame the leaders of the world than to say that the world is a disaster. No. See if you can put a little bit more love in the world. Don't complain. Don't criticize. Don't judge others. Just add more love. And you will see your life and those around you transformed. Absolutely. Definitely. That will, will definitely make a difference. I totally agree. So I, I know people are, are wanting to know about, there's questions in the chat and there's people with their hands raised and they're wanting to know about how, like, how can they um, find their soulmate? How can they attract the right relationship if they don't already have one? And also how do people know that they are loving themselves enough? Well, let's just start with this one because it's again a judgment you don't have to be perfect and have a 100 self-love in order to find your soulmate no work in progress is fine no 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 big deal about this uh tools and techniques um let's say that there is a three-step process that you can use and it's very simple because it will end with if you want love be love. But how you do that? Then I will say that you have to have clarity on what you desire. You have to know the what, what you want, 
And this applies to a soulmate, but it applies to a job, a house, or whatever other thing that you want to manifest in your life. The universe cannot help you if you are not clear. Then it's very different if I say, I want a red card. That if I say, I want a convertible Mercedes, is is all, it's all white and with white leather inside. And it has an amazing sound and I can open because it's a convertible and I just feel the sensation of the air on my hair. And it drives so easy, you know, it's like, and it has everything you want and more in a car. Then what do you think that gives more clarity to the universe to fulfill my, my desire. I want a red car or the other one. I think the other one, but. Then when you have clarity, the universe can start working on your desires and you have to allow the universe to decide how is going to happen and when it's going to happen. There is something called divine timing, but you can put the press the accelerator or put the brakes. Why? Because the second step will be to believe that what you want can be yours. Then usually people with cars have clarity. They go to different shops and they know, they, they, they imagine if I want a car, it's just a car, it's an object and I can buy it. No, it's an exchange. But when we talk about partners, say, yeah, but if the other person doesn't love me, if I'm not ready, if I, it's, it's, it's above my league, if, if it abandons me, if it cheats on, cheats on me like the others, if then we have a lot of things that we carry from the past, then in order to fulfill the step number two, you have to see what are the beliefs that are holding you back in order to go to step number three, that is accept that this thing that you want is already happening in your life. Let me put you an example. If you go to your favorite restaurant, like Shefali, Lara, like, do you have a favorite restaurant? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly what I'm gonna order. Okay, do you go by car or walking? Car. Okay, then when you enter in the car, what are you thinking about the restaurant? You said that you already know what are you gonna order. What are you gonna order? Uh, I mean, the, the food is always great, but if they have this one specific dish, I'm gonna order that. I'm gonna order this specific dessert. You know, I, I, already, I already know, unless I see something else on the menu that I really like because it's, it's just, it's it's amazing. But I, I've already got excited about what I'm going to have. And your mouth waters? Yes. Yes, and I start feeling really good because it's like, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have this. Yes, definitely. And I'm going to sit okay. outside in the sun. Yeah. yeah, then you are not in the restaurant, but you are having the experience already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens. But for a lot of people, they have a, lot, a list of bats, like 20 bats at least. When you go to a restaurant, you are not thinking, maybe they are close. Or maybe maybe they don't have a table for me. 
maybe they, they have been a fire and I cannot eat right there. Maybe they are run out of my favorite dish. I'm sure that when you enter in the car, you don't have all these problems. No, no. I, I never thought, it, never think of that for sure. Then why everybody thinks that getting into a relationship with your soulmate is so complicated? Because something happened to them in a different moment of time and it's not the past. They, they didn't leave it in the past. It's the present. It's holding you back right here, right now. And it doesn't matter if it happened 20 lifetimes ago or in the last relationship that you had. It doesn't matter because it's affecting you right now. Then yeah. you have to make this list and go through it and say, what is stopping you from believing not only that you deserve the love that you want, that you can have it. And not only that you can have it, that it's already coming into your life since the moment you ask, it's coming into your life. Then for me, number three is the most difficult, but a lot of my clients get stuck in number two. Number one, everybody can desire. Like, you know how to ask Santa Claus. We all have practice. Then I think it's a moment of questions. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. All right. So we're going to take some live caller questions. I know there's some in the chat. And of course, people have their hand raised, which is so much fun always. <laughs> so Manisha, you want to unmute yourself? Hello, Judith. Hello, Lara. This is a very important call and so much wisdom and so much information and nuggets. What sort of question can I ask? I'd love well, some clarity on that first, please. Ask whatever you want. Uh, from the perspective of the Akashic Records, the more heartfelt is your question, the more you are going to receive. This You've shared so much wisdom. So today, I was in a, you know, we were not in a nice sort of relationship and uh, my ex-husband was gay. So betrayal, etc. He's passed away. But today I was thinking like, I offered him uh, thanks, gratitude. Why? I had an amazing life with him, a seven star life for Concord, etc. And, uh, you know, today I put in the chat in the gratitude. So I had, I had um, total colectomy about 20 years ago. I just want to make it very short. And I had it in the, you know, he had a lot of money. So I was grateful for that. I had it in the best hospital in London. And recently, Kate, Princess uh, of Wales in the same hospital has had similar. So today I was saying, you know, thank you that at the time when I needed this procedure, he had the money and I got divorced and he lost his money. But so, yeah, a lot of hurt, pain and so much wisdom in what you're saying. How can I, I've learned the lessons of life. I feel ready to find my next partner. Obviously, you know, offering a lot of gratitude today. So that's where I'm coming from. Yes. Because I'm getting a, not an answer, I'm getting a question for you. What, what are you afraid of? 
in terms of love? Uh, yes, you've said that, you know, again, I don't have, um, I have a lot of scars on my tummy. So yeah, a lot of, you know, not good enough. So, yeah, yeah, what what I'm receiving is that you are afraid to love. Then you consciously want to have love in your life very yes. strongly. Yes. And completely and totally, and you will swear that 100% that you want it. Yes. But there is another part of you that says... A lot of fear. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not yes. ready, but... Yes. The fear, the fear comes from the sensation that you are going to experience the same way. Again, sorry. Yes. Because when we have a kind of a relationship, we tend to think that the next partner is going to be the same. Then we get afraid that if someone breaks our heart, it's, it's going to happen. Then what I have seen many times is that we close the, the, the door of the heart, like double key. Yes. And then we throw the key into the ocean. We forget that. Then we say, I want to go in a relationship, but there is no there is no entrance here. It's close, mm. but totally close. Why? Yeah. Because of the fear that mm. you are describing. But what they want, the, 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 the masters of the Akashic Records share with you is to open your mind to think that this kind of love that we have been describing today yes. exists and is waiting for you. No, thank you. Because I have been in relationship, but again, not, it's again, like you said, a soulmate, couple of times bump into each other, but then not, uh, not really becoming like a permanent relationship. So, you know, like you said, with your first boyfriend sort of thing, so things like that. And similarity, I want, I was in a relationship or, or a friendship, whatever, when I was 17, like you. And it didn't materialize in the marriage because my parents didn't let me meet, uh, sorry, marry the man that I wanted. So I was forced in this other one. But yeah, but thank you. No, you're welcome. But again, love is not a scary. We make it a scary. We made it yeah, difficult, made it complicated because of relationships. Then remember that no matter what had happened in your relationships, in all your life, love is not a relationship. Love is not a feeling. Love is a state of being that you can embody. And when you have it, you don't need it coming from others. Absolutely. You can share it. Then for all of you that are here looking for a partner, focus on embodying the love that you want. And love will show up at your doorstep. You will be a magnet for love. Absolutely. I, I have to be ready. Love Can I just add love. something to this from Manisha? Yes. So, so Manisha, you're worried about, you know, one of the things, uh, the, the scars and stuff. But do you love yourself in spite of the scars or even with the scars? This this is exactly yes no because you know we think of it I've had you know procedures to remove but they're quite deep and they're quite many so yeah 
So, you know, uh, just to be really vulnerable and transparent, when uh, when I first um, separated from my ex-husband and one day I remember getting out of the shower and I happened to look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, who's going to want this? You know, like, who's going to love this? Who's, you know, and, you know, it was a really um, not a very nice moment, right? But then, you know, so I, I got into the feeling and everything and then it's like, you know what? whoever it's going to be is going is going to love me regardless of, my, of how my body looks it doesn't matter what the body looks it's about the soul and it's about our connection and our relationship it's not about the body and to be honest my husband's never looked at my body that way you know so it's like it, it, he doesn't even see my body you know so it's um it's it's different when you when when you can accept yourself scars and all warts and all everything and all then your heart will open up a little bit more and you'll be able to receive the love from somebody else. But first you have to receive the love from yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alara. Thank you, Judith. No, thank you. And thank you for sharing, Alara. Thank you, Manisha. All right, we're going to go to Nancy. Nancy, you want to unmute yourself? Is Nancy still, I mean, Nancy's still here, but is Nancy around? Can you unmute? If not, we're gonna go to Tamara, Tamara, Tamara. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? Beautiful Shafali and um oh I'm sorry. Where am I at here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Welcome. What question do you have for Judith? Well, I appreciate Manisha and her her sharing there. It's you know, there's certainly a lot of things there for me. Mostly, um, I've never married. Um, part of the background of stuff is uh, my mom left, my dad remarried. I was actually jealous of my father uh, and his relationship, and I know that that's why my stepmother came into the picture to help me with the jealousy I've had two relationships there is and has been a very very strong desire to partner and what has and I'm going to be extremely vulnerable raw and real here is I've had a gambling issue and that I am aware of is huge a huge, huge block um, in opening up to a partner is just, you know, the shame about what I've done with my money and, and stuff. So, yeah, just maybe more insights into that because I'm, I, I, I truly do, you know, it's now 64 rotations around the sun and, and I would love that companionship, that partnership to share with. For the right, most part, I've been a lone wolf. All right, let's see what Judith uh, and the Akashic Records have to say. No, you said many, many things then. I didn't want to interrupt you and be be respectful, but uh, let me see if I remember everything I was receiving at the same time. Okay. When you, you mentioned your father, let's just start yes. there. Yes. Your father and you uh, had had a deep bond for many lifetimes. And yes. the image that they show me with your father 
is that he was your lover. Uh, you had many uh, men-woman relationship, father, daughter, mm, husband, wife, but there was a there was a deeper bond, and many of the things that you felt in this lifetime were residues of other lifetimes where things were not resolved. Oh. And this is this is like a like a pattern where you are still waiting that your father love you the way you want. Yes. And this uh puts a lot of pressure on other potential candidates. Because even though you say you want a partner, you, you want the partner, the partner that couldn't have because in this lifetime, this relationship was not allowed. It was a different lifetime. It was a different relationship. It was a different issue. But sometimes we get all stuck from things that happened in the past. Yes. Then I know it's confusing, but I, I hope it makes sense for you, Tamara. Absolutely, it does. Yes, yes. Then if we continue with this, then you start acting in life in a way that you go through life trying to find what you felt that it's missing, but not authentically establishing a new partnership, trying to reproduce something that you miss. And this doesn't work. And time passes and there is a moment where we all get disappointed if we have to wait so much for something that is so important in our lives, no? Yeah. And then you kind of give up a little bit. Yes. And other, <laughs> other troubles, other things, no? Like Manisha was saying, then ah, my body is not the way it should be or whatever it is that happens in our lives that gets even more complicated because we desire love, but we don't feel ready or we don't feel worthy or we don't feel that we deserve it. Yes. And then even if the soulmate can go and knock at your door and say, Tamara, I'm here. He will say, oh, no, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm sorry. Come back tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> then we want love and we reject love at the same time. Yes. Does it make sense? Absolutely. Everything does. Yes. Then... The suggestion that they have for you is similar to Manisha. Really be honest with yourself, but be, be very kind and compassionate with yourself and see it and, and, and look into the reasons that you I'm believe. That look into the reasons that okay. you believe that hold you back. What happened in your life? What, what you, if you establish a friendship, or a short relationship, what you complained about? What is missing? Because when we make the unconscious conscious, we can do something about it. We can heal it. Then when you reflect, when you ask the universe, help me, answers come. And you don't have to do a private session with me. I mean, you can in the special offer, but there are a lot of things that you can do on your own. But when you look into your life, and this is for everyone here, including me, don't be hard on yourself. Just be 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 kind, be be understanding. We are not here to be perfect. We are here to love ourselves a little bit more every day. That's enough. 
mission accomplished. I hope this okay. helps. Yeah, no, oh, beautiful. Like, just uh, absolutely, totally agree with everything. And it's interesting that it was a shock that you mentioned my father and I were in relationship. And before he passed, um, like three days before he passed, I spoke with him and we were arguing, you know, and he says, oh, for Christ's sake, let's go of the past. Now, I keep seeing the, the number 913 on the clock and it is associated with the home address that I grew up with. And I know it's the energy of my father. So this is just further confirmation, I guess, that there is that forgiveness needed. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, coming back to what I said before. Yes. Love is eternal means that love never dies. Yes. The person may not be in this realm. Yes. But what unites you with anyone is the love that you have shared. Then it doesn't matter if your father passed away and you are still here. The communication yes. is open. Yes. The possibility to forgive, the possibility to talk, the possibility to receive guidance from the other side is there. Then yes. it's not surprising that your father approached, or some people happened in dreams, visitations in dreams, special occasions like anniversaries or birthdays, uh, or when the death is re re uh, recent. Uh, there are many different things, but the reason why this call title is Love is Eternal is because I really want to convey the idea that no matter if someone dies, no matter if it's uh, in another lifetime, love, love is an energy that puts you together. We are all one, all connected through love. Okay. We are all this ocean and your father and you are two drops of this ocean. Yes. That had an intimate connection and in this lifetime has been father and daughter. Okay. I won't take up any time, any more time. Thank you ever so much, Judith. You answered a lot of questions. Um, bless you and thank you so much. No, thank you. But I believe that we learn from everyone that brings a question and the answers are not only for, for Tamara or Manisha are, are a little bit more general. There is yeah. a reason why... We are all together tonight. Okay. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you. All right, we're gonna go back to Nancy. I think Nancy can unmute now. Yes, I'm unmuted now. Awesome. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I have a question. I just met somebody recently who's really funny and makes me laugh. And it just really surprised me because I'm past 60 and he just popped into my life and I don't know, explanation or help or something. What does age have to do with anything? Oh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit older than he is too. So, all right, let's see what Judith has to say. 
I I would like to know what is your question because I'm getting a no. Oh, I just wondered if he was my soulmate. Then no in capital letters. It's oh, okay. a no. Okay. But what what are you trying to figure out? You can still have fun with him. You can still enjoy your life. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was just figuring that out, trying to, you know, see where things were or how they could be. You know, it just was. Surprising. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly where they are going. Okay. Uh, we all have expectations. Then we enter in a relationship and we already have figured out next steps and where it's going to go in. It's going to end in, uh, in in marriage and we are going to have two kids. I want to maybe kids now because I'm older, but you know, and we are going to move to this place and that place and everything is going to be perfect forever. And that's not how relationships work. And it's very funny that uh, Lara was saying, no, that you can still have fun. Then we have to understand that when you enter in a relationship, you have to allow things to unfold. Right. And all the answers that you want will appear at the right time. You just have to listen. Okay. Then I I have a lot of Indian clients, not not only because my uh, ex-husband was uh, is American, but uh, Indian, uh, but because I had a client that recommended me to many Indian clients. And they are totally different than Europeans and than Americans. But one of the things that happens... Uh, that is related with your question, Nancy, is that they put a lot of effort in the weddings. A wedding is something very, very important in India. And it, it involves the whole family. It's not a private thing between the, the groom and the bride. Then I had many sessions with people with a list of, of candidates asking about every person. Jesus. And it was... It was really surprising for me to channel the Akashic records to say, okay, Andre, Andre has these qualities, this, this is going to happen, this is not going to happen, but no, it's not going for you. And then uh, Robert, no, Robert, Robert, forget it. I mean, it's going to end fast and, you know, mm -hmm. then, yes, of course, we can ask about the future to the Akashic records and they will tell you whatever it's available for you to know at the moment. But for you, the answer is just be there okay. and see where this takes you. And forget the putting a label. If it's a, a, a karmic relationship, if it's a soulmate relationship, if it's a non-relationship, it doesn't matter. Just be there and, and live the love. Okay. Thank you. I love that. Thank you, Nancy. Live the love. Just have fun. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to Sulis. You want to unmute yourself, Sulis? Yes. Hi, Alara. Uh, thank you. Hi, Judith. Hi. Um, I'm calling from Germany, <laughs> not far from Alara. Sorry. Uh, my microphone is. Somehow... Oh, well, it's okay. We can, can you... kind of hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I got divorced in uh, 17 years after I got married and a um, few months later I um, met an, my partner now and it's been seven years now. He's, um, he's very kind and um, we love each other so much. 
um, it's about myself actually. Uh, I wonder um, if I am still keeping grudges or who uh, traumas from my last relationships because. Um, yes, you do. Okay. You can you can go on or. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I can see as well. Okay, then let me tell you what I'm receiving. It's similar to what we were talking with Manisha, mm -hmm. that if we have to, re to, to summarize it in a sentence will be, you are afraid to love fully, completely, openly, like you, you are guarding your heart. Mm -hmm. And even though you are in a relationship, you cannot give yourself completely to the other person because you are afraid that something is going to happen to your heart then yes. you give you give until a point and this this is felt is felt internally but it's also felt by the other person maybe unconsciously maybe it's a conversation that you will never have but it, it's it's important as you said to realize you were saying i notice it's important to observe ourselves and and look at those parts that are not resolved in ourselves. Yes, exactly. I've been observing myself. I've been doing healing, and um, on my I'm on my healing journey now for the last three years. And uh, yeah, I can still feel some patterns that are still, you know, holding me back. But I'm not sh really sure. Uh, yeah. Now I know. Yeah. It's fear, right? Fear to love. It's, it's totally fear to love. But it's, it's justified. Okay? The things that you feel are not inventions. We have to honor the feelings because if there is something that you feel, there might be some truth. The problem is that your fears come from past lives long, 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 long time ago. Mm -hmm. You you decide that loving was not safe because you establish uh, partnerships, marriages with men that not only didn't love you, that abandoned you, didn't treat you well or abandoned your mm -hmm. children, that life was complicated. And as a woman, this is something that I see again and again in, in regressions and in, in consultations. Um, I have to say that I work 90% with women and 10% with men, but there are many incarnations where women, we didn't have any option than to shut up and be there, no matter what was happening. Then this is very traumatic because we all accumulated lifetimes as women where there was abuse or there was uh, mistreat or there was not true love. And yeah. we couldn't do anything because we didn't have the financial means or we couldn't take the children and leave because our social status was not the right one. Then what I'm getting is that your fear to love is, is a wall of protection that you build because of all of these relationships that you experience where you never had true love then you don't really believe that true love exists. 
you 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 understand a partnership, no? Like you and me together. But yeah. you and me together, like fireworks and happiness and 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 this kind of love that Alara was describing, was uh, it's difficult for you to connect with it. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Despite uh, all of those uh, past life experiences, um, well, as I said, I have been observing myself because it feels uh, strange because we love each other so much, and I love him so much, and I, I, um, and he is also, you know, uh, um, always there for me, and he understands uh, uh, my past struggles. Sulis, sorry, what is what is his name? Matthias. Well, the the connection is is based exactly in what you are describing. He is he's part of your soul group, okay. and he entered in your life to give you the reassurance that you can be loved as you are. You still don't believe it, but he tries. Oh, he's, oh God, this is what he's been uh, saying uh, to me. <laughs> for years like <laughs> uh, I just need to believe that uh, you know yeah I'm lovable uh, just the way I am and I have I should have no fear and um, yeah and this is this is exactly a step two when we were saying step two is believing that love can be yours mm-hmm. then that's the problem no matter if you are in a relationship or you are not in a relationship if you don't believe that you can be loved then love cannot really enter in your heart because there is a wall. Like there are lots of bricks there, like be careful, don't hurt me. Then if if you put a wall, you cannot receive love, but you cannot give love also because there is there is something in the middle. Mm-hmm. And love is a flow. It has to be given and it, it can be received. It has to be given, it can be received. Yeah. So I should be grateful for him because he's still yes. there. He's still standing there, even though sometimes, um, you know, I put a high wall and then, you know. Um, this, is, this is exactly why soul contracts exist. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to know what my soul contract uh, is with him because it's been, it's strange. It's it's like, oh, wow, uh, what's what's wrong with me, <laughs> you know? There's nothing he's, wrong with he's you. He's doing his but, job, right? But, he's fulfilling uh, his contract. Sorry, Judith, go ahead. No, yeah. no, no. I, I was, I was just want to say, like, one day at a time, take a brick and put it down, and when you realize there is not going to be a wall, but this is up to you. He cannot resolve the problem. He can support you, but he cannot yes. do it for you. Yes, that's he said that as well. And he, he's leaving it up to me and he's giving me always time and chance and uh, so much love. And yeah, I'm very grateful. <laughs> well, that's unconditional love. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm sweating. Thank you, Sulis. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You, you mentioned about 
you've been on a three-year healing journey. Well, honestly, the healing journey is a is a lifetime journey. It's not a time that you can measure, right? So just right. one step at a time, one day at a time, and love yourself too. Be grateful for yourself too. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you. Blessings for you too, Sula. Thank you. Um, You are muted. So one of the key one of the key points I just want to share um, from Sulis's conversation was also you know when I first met my husband you know Robert the one right now uh, at the beginning I had all sorts of fears come up there were so many fears and I had to tell myself over and over and again he is not the same person as that other person this is not the same time this is not the same place he is totally different I am different than I was back then so I had to like do a lot of healing do a lot of work on myself do a lot of you know um, acceptance of who he is and not comparing him to some somebody else so those fears it's natural to have fears right but sometimes we do have to tell ourselves that no this is not the same thing it's totally different um, and so there's a lot of work for me too that went into uh, being feeling safe uh, in this relationship and feeling okay with it. Um, so, wow, wonderful questions, wonderful conversation. I do want to take a few minutes and talk about the packages, and then if we have time, we can go back and do a few more quick questions, if that's okay, Judith. I'm not in a hurry. Then, <laughs> all right, good. you control the timing. All right. Well, so I'm just going to put the link in the chat for everyone just in case, but I'm going to share my screen. We'll talk about that and then we'll come back and see if we can take a few more quick questions. So give me one, one second while I share this because <clears throat> my voice is, you know, going. So it's like, let's, uh, hopefully you can see my screen. Um, okay, perfect. So Judith has three packages that she's sharing with us today. Package A is a 30 minute Akashic Records consultation with Judith. Package B is a self-love workshop or a soulmate workshop. And package C is a 30-minute Akashic Records consultation and a self-love workshop or a soulmate workshop. So we're going to talk about all three. And we we did um, Akashic Records consultations last time when Judith was here. So for some of you, it might sound familiar definitely but uh judith let's talk about the 30-minute akashic records consultation yeah for those of you that have never heard uh, heard this term uh, the akashic records is like the book of your soul where everything about you is recorded every feeling every experience every event uh it's energetically recorded and it exists it exists in a field and we, we call it this name, Akashic. Akashic comes from Akash in Sanskrit. That means the ether. But it's like when you have your photos in the cloud, but you can see them in the, in the mobile. No? Then these Akashic records contain the journey of your soul since your inception, since your separation from source, this lifetime, this incarnation, and also the future development of your soul, then the Akashic Records consultation is based on the questions that you want to resolve. These issues, this guidance, these things that you always wanted to ask someone and you didn't know who can resolve these things. In a half an hour consultation, uh, 
I see there is a there is a problem because we put one hour, but this time is 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 thirty minutes. Then here is uh, a fifty percent off of the regular price, and in thirty minutes we will have a, a lot of time. Uh, time flies, but we will have time enough to go over five topics and do some healing or resolution. It's a very powerful session. And we did it last time, it worked really well and uh, wanted to offer this as well. But because we are talking about uh, self-love and soulmates, I have planned uh, for February, just right before St. Valentine's because February is the, is the month of love, two workshops. Uh, the first day is fall in love with yourself on Saturday and the second one on Sunday is how to find your soulmate. The order is this one because as we said, one of the important things to find your soulmate is to learn how to love yourself. But you can register independently to one or another. You have in the page all the information, the benefits, or you can call me and I will explain you exactly what are you gonna get. Both workshops are intensive. It's one day, seven hours with me. Then it costs the same to do a workshop that one hour of coaching with me. Then it's a it's a great deal because uh, I can coach you, I can help you with the Akashic Records, and we can really go deeper than what we are doing here, that it's just a simple question. No, imagine if you have seven hours to work on yourself, uh, building this love for yourself, or going a step by step on what is holding you back. Why are you not finding the soulmate? What you can do? What do you need to unlearn or to transform? Then that's the reason why I do is I, I do these workshops in a in an intensive. I can do like something simpler, like two hours, but for me, it doesn't work the same. And for those of you that feel like one workshop or the other, or maybe both will help, we created pack package C because some people want, okay, in the workshop, I find out that I have these blocks, but I need to resolve it. Then you can do the Akashic Records consultation after the workshops in order to really focus on those aspects that are more difficult for you. Like for example, some people get stuck with forgiveness, others with self-love, others because they have agreements uh, that come from past lives, like soul agreements. Like for example, if you say someone, when it's about to die, I will love you forever. This stays lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And then it creates blockages. Then you can renegotiate agreements. You can learn about relationships and how to really let go of the past. Then all of these things is what we do in the workshops. If you don't like to share and to be in a group, well, it's not a big group. Uh, the workshop is reserved for uh, 10 people maximum. And if you prefer to work individually, you have the option of doing the Akashic Records consultation. And it's special, it's different, but uh, I think one or the other will help you. It's, it's more about what you prefer, both like individual in a session, private, or working in a group where you are not gonna learn only from me, you are also gonna learn from uh, other participants as well. 
Awesome. Thank you. And so, yes, these three packages are available. There is payment plan available for all three. And of course, if you are an Inner Circle member, please use your gift code as well. Um, if you decide you want to do both the self-love workshop and the soulmate workshop, you just have to buy package B again, twice. And then um, that way you can have access to both. Okay. So um, yeah, that's uh let, let me say that if anyone has questions, you can just raise your hand and say, I have a, a question about this and we will resolve it because I'm sure that it will help the group. Yeah. But th there is a 50% on everything. Then I usually don't offer this. If you go to my website, you will find it full price. This is because Shefali uh, and I, we have this, this connection and we want you to get the maximum uh, support, help, guidance. But this is not normal. And it's not going to happen unless we do something similar. Last time was uh, Akashic Records. And this time, I I really feel like because we are in February soon, and this St. Valentine's uh, special, that to create this, this weekend, love weekend. And uh, if you want to like get advantage of this, um, I can say that the moment is now because I'm not sure if this is going to happen again at this price, awesome. I mean. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, it, it, the, the self-love workshop and the soulmate workshop, it is about, first of all, loving yourself. All It's always about loving yourself first, loving yourself, accepting yourself. And, you know, the, the workshop is a way to nurture that self-love and nurture yourself and go, go deeper within to truly accept yourself, love yourself and say, yes, I'm ready to have my heart be opened and I'm ready to have somebody come into my life if you don't already have one, uh, a relationship. So yes, if anybody has any questions um, about the packages, raise your hand or type your question in the chat. Um, all right, let me just see if there's any there's some questions, uh, comments in the chat. <laughs> so, so I think we can take a few more quick questions. Let's do that. All right, let's do it. And I know there were some questions in the chat. So I just want to quickly go, because otherwise people are going to say, I don't answer the questions in the chat. I know sometimes it's hard to go back and find them. So I, I probably have missed something. Um, I, I know Sunita was asking the question, what if you have the feeling that your soulmate lover who died was the one <laughs> one yes Still we have for the best man in your life yeah there's more than one there's not just one but go ahead yeah Judith. soulmate is plural we have more than one and you don't have to find a needle in the aspect i mean no there are plenty of opportunities uh of a different kind and uh you're lucky because if you find one I, f I found many because, again, um, I'm Taurus, I'm very persistent and very uh, stubborn. Then when I really decide to do something, and I start this as a, as a joke, I read, I told you, I read that book and I went into a quest to demonstrate myself that my husband was my soulmate and no surprise. And it's like the Pandora box open and I continue reading and I continue interviewing people and and, and teaching and learning from others, then this is a fascinating world. But I can promise that love is not personified in one person. Yeah. It's a balance. Uh, 
So Chris is asking the question, my last relationship of six years was very challenging and ended dramatically. I still have a love-hate feeling for him. <laughs> yeah. Can you read what I was supposed to learn from him? Yeah, my, you know, my, my first relationship was uh, a hate-hate relationship, so I totally get it. Um, but I'm sure there was some love in there somewhere from my side anyways. Yeah, I need to I need to know to know the person the name of the person and the name of the husband. So Chris is uh it's the Mark. name of the person and what was she supposed to learn from the Mac. relationship with the man or whatever? Mac, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I'm getting is that he was helping you understand how does it feel when someone that supposedly loves you is not there for you. It's like he was in a relationship with you, but he was not there for you. And this is, again, another example of you trying to figure out how to resolve things on your own and taking responsibility for your own happiness because even though it seems uh, a terrible relationship, it wasn't. It was, it was planned. It was planned from a soul perspective. Of course, the plan never goes as, as planned. Sometimes there are deviation of the, <laughs> A original idea and we we humans made mistakes and hurt other people but again it comes this idea uh, I mentioned it a couple of times before but the understanding that love is not a relationship because if not you get stuck with the idea that love fails you and fails you again and you suffer no if it's true love it doesn't hurt When it hurts, it's because it's not love. It might be companionship. It might be the codependency, attachment, lust, uh, karmic issues, pending, unfinished business. But it's different. Then when you connect with the idea of looking for love, not looking for a, for a person, everything shifts. Because love, love can come in many ways. A lot of people say that I'm, I'm, I'm not happy because I'm single. But they don't realize, they don't value the amount of love that they have in their lives. They have a beautiful dog. They have wonderful kids. They have parents. They have family. They have friends. But they decide, because it's a belief, that they are unhappy because they don't have a partner then instead of focusing on what you don't have, you should focus on what you have, on the love that you have and celebrate the love because this energy of gratefulness and celebration will bring more love into your life. But if you keep telling the universe, I'm single, I'm single, I cannot have a partner, it never happened to me, you know what the universe will say? Okay, if you say so. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense for you, Chris. Let us know in the chat. 
We're going to go back up to the live callers. Milen has the question, of what, I mean, has her hand raised from a while ago. Hi, Milen. Hello. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Um, so my question is, I guess you already answered, there is not just one soulmate. We have many. Um, so for me, at the stage of my life, um, uh, I'm a widower. Um, was not an easy um, uh, uh, relationship, but uh, we made our peace. I'm a good place. I'm raising my kids, and um, soulmate is not in my radar. But I was wondering, on the perspective of the Akashic Records, if maybe down the road I may have someone waiting for me. I'm asking for the right words because they really want to kick your ass. And I'm trying to be very loving. It totally depends on you because in the way you ask the question, you gave yourself the answer. You said that you want to control love. You said, not right now. Right now is not convenient. I'm raising my yeah. kids. Everything is the way it should be. I'm not interested. But oh. can you tell me if in the future <laughs> there is someone waiting for me when I feel ready and I decide? Sorry, I understand. No, no, no need to say sorry. Is that they want they wanted to be a little bit funny, but you are already planning the whole scenario. Then you have two options. You let go of your plan and you allow love to pick the right timing to show up in your life. You trust that love will come when you are ready. And that's that's all you need to know. Or you really continue with your planning. And then when when you feel ready, you you will ask. Yeah, that is true. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Milen. I love that question and, and the answer. All right, Kathy, you want to unmute yourself, Kathy? Hi. Hi, Kathy. Welcome back. Good to see Thank you. Thank you. I missed you. <laughs> I don't know I how did... you how you blocked me or what happened, but I'm glad you're back. <laughs> I don't know either, but um, I, bit, I caught, came in on the tail end of this and um, I guess the only question that I would have would be more about me and loving myself because I'm having such problems with my eyes and um, I'm going to see a cornea specialist and I'm thinking, is is it me? Am I, you know, um, what's going on with me? What's the gosh records say? What am I doing? Am I self? Um, um, being hard on myself? You have been very strict with yourself, but it's not only yours. This comes from a genetic and ancestral lineage. Your mother, the mother of your mother, and the mother of the mother of your mother have very strong beliefs about what a, 
a mother, a wife, a daughter should be. And this has been like inherited through the lineage and through the education. But uh, it, it has created also unhappiness because there was no room for authenticity. You had to be a good girl. You have to be nice. You have to be like uh, the way the adults told you to be. And this is learned, but when it's learned, then it's embodied and then you perform the role. And you are one of the, of the last ones to carry this energy because you have realized that this, this, this is not working. That's true, because I, I do not want to put this on to my children and uh, my daughters. I have two daughters. So um, I, I and I, I don't know if it's that I'm not going to allow it to go on or if it's just it's just done, if it's just done for our group, for no, our nothing, family. Nothing, nothing is so strict. And, and Shefali mentioned it very wisely that the the journey the self-healing journey is is eternal is uh, all your lifetimes every time from zero to the moment of death and it continues and then they keep saying like you are one of the of the last ones to carry this energy because you have done a lot of work to realize that this doesn't happen. And the problem with your eyes is related with a reality that you don't want to see. Yeah. Okay. And then there are, it's like, if I don't like what I have in front of me, then there is fog and I don't have to see it very clearly. Mm -hmm. And I can forget a little bit. Mm -hmm. okay. Then if it resonates with you, go inside and you can have a conversation with your eyes okay. and ask this part of your body with love. What do you need from me? How can I help you? Okay. Well, thank you. And Alara, I'll see you again next time. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you Kathy. Thank you. Love to you both. Thank you. See you next time. All right. All right. We're going to go to Sarah and then Linda. Sarah, you want to unmute yourself if you're there? I am there. Here. Um, <clears throat> well, I may buy a session with you because I have some questions about previous relationships, but I'm just going to ask about the one right now, which is very sweet, very pleasant, but more of a housemate than a partner. Um, mm -hmm. there is uh, affection, but no intimacy. And mm -hmm. that's mostly because of him. And I won't go into the reasons, but, um, also partially because I had this accident. We had to stop sleeping in the same bed. So I have often said to people, you know, don't let the good, the excellent, the first choice be the enemy of the good. And it's a very nice relationship. I don't feel like he takes me into account enough. I'll be surprised sometimes with stuff that happens. And um, if I will, I don't know if a deep love relationship is, out there for me karmically or you know do we have free will really is there one out there or just not um lots of questions judith okay yeah real Pick question, the real question here is if i want a relationship with really deep 
resounding love do I have to end this one to make room for it or can it just go on and someone else might come in she wants to have her cake and eat it too no I want to know whether to end this relationship in order to look for something different or just be and the answer is similar to Milen. Uh, the Akashic Records are not here to tell you what to do. Uh, they don't offer this kind of guidance. What they can tell you is the pros and the cons and all the different options. What is the name of the partner that with whom David. you are right now? David? Yes. Then they can explain you what happens with David. But your question is, is very pertinent, but... The problem is it cannot be answered by them. It, it has to be answered by you because if David still occupies a space in your heart, there is no room for a new person. And if you are with David, but you are not really with David because you have a lot of space in your heart for a new person, then why are you still with David? Because it's pleasant enough and... Um not terrible and companionship but not yeah. not real love yeah but but that's exactly what what we were describing when we were talking about the steps no in the step number number 1 that it will be define what you want you have to really define the kind of relationship that you want then there is something that happens like if if i really want a, a white mercedes convertible <laughs> but I have a, a Fiat 500 that is not convertible, then there is a gap between what I have and what I want. Then in order to move from my 500 to the white Mercedes with leather convertible, I have to close the gap. And how do I close the gap? When I start thinking in buying the Mercedes and I go to the dealer and I ask for the price, I say, oh God, I'm not sure if I can pay the monthly installments. Then what I'm going to do? This is what I want, but I cannot afford it. And then all these, all these problems, all these leads, lists of bads, yeah, I want the Mercedes and I trust the universe, but I cannot pay it. It's too much for me. But what the neighbors are going to say and and what I gonna what I'm gonna do with my five Fiat five hundred? I, I do. I, I will have to sell it because I don't have two spots, parking spots. Then I start adding problems. Kind of sabotage the plan of getting what I really want. Then I decide at the end that it's better just to stay with my Fiat five hundred because you know, Mercedes is very nice. But going there is going to create me a lot of trouble. Yeah, I just stay where I am because I already have a car with a companionship. Then sometimes we have to detach from something that is comfortable. And I'm not saying that they are saying that this is the case, eh, Sarah. But sometimes we just have to be clear and be honest with ourselves and go after what we want and not entertain ourselves with something that is not exactly or doesn't look like, but at least it's something, but it's not 
what I really, really, really want. And I can tell you because I have been there with, with, with my first husband, uh, whom I love dearly. And I still do, even though I, I, I got divorced from him. It took me years to have the courage to break this, this, this pattern of with you, without you, the attachment. It was all my life. I met him when I was recent, uh, after my 18th birthday. All I knew was him. And it has to appear, this soulmate, into my life. And, and show up into my dreams because we both were married and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a person that I'm loyal. I mean, even if Brad Pitt comes in front of me, I will say, no, I'm sorry, I'm married. Then it has to be a, a vibration that I knew that awake the love within myself in a way that I had to realize that my nights, my dreams were better than my days that the love that I was experiencing with this soulmate, even though it was not a real relationship, but the love that this person was able to awake was better than the love that I had in my marriage. And then is when I said, I have to leave. It wasn't easy. Yeah, there was companionship. But I was going after a soulmate. I knew what a soulmate was and I wanted this kind of love. Then in my version, I had to leave what I had to find true love. Then you will have to decide what works for you. Okay. Well, I just, uh, I'm not going to take any more time. And my question kind of gets down to, you know, what soul agreements do I have? And, uh, and, and, you know, that anyway, I said, I didn't want to take any more time, so I won't. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. We'll, we'll talk. And, you know, I have, I have the same thing. Like I could have just stayed with my ex-husband forever, you know, but uh, my soul was calling me to something else and at that time there, there was no inkling of my, my of my current husband at all anywhere like I, I had no idea and my, I remember one time my dad asked me it's like what are you going to do now it's like well are you going to be single now forever it's like yeah if if that's what it is that's I'd rather be by myself than be in a relationship that uh I don't want right yeah. um all right so Linda last question go ahead if you're Thank still there you, Hi. Yeah, I'm still here. I I don't leave you much anymore. You know that. <laughs> okay. My question is, I've been with my husband for many, many years. And um, love isn't really part of the picture right anymore. And it used to be. But financially, I kind of like need him. But I wanted to know why we got in the relationship in the first place. Um, I know it's a little difficult, but... No, no, uh, it's yeah. not difficult at all. Uh, there was there, there was a soul agreement that you are going to support each other. But any relationship have to be built and maintained. It's like a it's like a plant. Uh, you can put the seed, but if you don't water, if you don't put the plant in the sun, if you don't take care, then the plant dies. 
and there was a moment of disconnection. Uh, it doesn't matter if it was you or him, but you kind of both start looking like, yeah, okay, you 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 water the plant. No, no, you water the plant. And uh, and th there was a gap in between the two of you. And now there is more a, a companionship, like a, a support, because you both believe that because of the age and because of the years that you have been together, then this is the end. But tomorrow you can you can go out and, and meet a soulmate. Uh, like my oldest client was 82 and uh, love arrives to life at any age. But you have to believe that you want it and you deserve it and that it, it's for you. Then I'm not saying that you have to stop being with your husband. I'm saying that there is a chance of rekindling if you want a relationship, but there is a chance of new love entering in your life. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. It's a hard question. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you, no. Linda. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it's uh, It requires courage on your side to ask the question. Yeah, absolutely. So here's an interesting question. Just a, the, the, the last one from the chat. It's an interesting question <laughs> from H. Um, and this is between love between a human and an animal. And so H says, my new parrot had a not so nice prior owner because of his war trauma in Syria. Shall I keep on trying to build trust for humans or shall I go to Argentina and release the bird named Dino or Kaya? Uh, I'm not sure if I understood the question. Can you repeat again, please? Yeah. So it's, it's, I guess they have a parrot, right? And the parrot is, you know, doesn't trust humans because of his last relationship was traumatic, right? The, the parrot. So he's wanting to know, or she's wanting to know if they should keep trying to build the trust within the parrot to trust humans or shall they uh, take it to Argentina and release it to nature? No, it's not one or the other. Uh, the parrot can be happy to be released, but it didn't come to your life to just be sent to Argentina and be released. It came into your life because it's it's kind of related with issues that are happening in the family and they don't call it exactly lack of trust um it's more similar i don't know with whom we were talking but it has mentioned several times during the conversation today that when we are afraid uh to love we build these walls no and then we say yes i want to be in a relationship with you but the wall is there Sometimes this wall is mobile, no? Sometimes we, with certain people, we allow it. And then with other people, we protect ourselves. Then the, the parrot is not that doesn't trust humans. Uh, it's kind of mirroring uh, certain attitude in the family about 
not trusting love. Like humans are imperfect in terms of love. And then the parrot is kind of getting into this energy to show you things that are related with you. I don't know if it makes sense if, I, if I'm explaining myself clear enough. Uh, whoever yeah. it's in the chat. Yes. Yeah. H. May yeah. have to tell us uh, <laughs> if, if we are. Yeah. Spot on, they say. Yeah. Spot on. Yes. Makes sense. Okay. Awesome. And so this is about us, even us humans being willing to lower our walls, lower our barriers to receiving love, right? Receiving love and also giving love. Yeah. Right. Offering love. And that's offering love to ourselves, offering love to others. We all have, you know, have had different experiences where we have, you know, put up those walls and barriers for sure. But it is a, it's a process. Um, so any, and we're all on the healing journey, like I said before. So any, any last words of wisdom for us, Judith, because we've learned so much today on this, uh, on this call about self-love loving others soulmate soul contracts there's like it's a, it's a big it's a big topic to be honest and um i think we've just scratched the surface oh yeah we can we can be talking uh for one week in a retreat and uh, non-stop yes. and it, it will be also an introduction love is a big topic a topic that i i really love uh i'm a student of love but I really believe that I am also an, an ambassador, and this is this is not only my purpose; it's my passion. I, I have created an organization called Love, Love, and Love. Mm. The website is that Love, Love, and Love, Love dot org, that pretends to help people to connect with love. Because unfortunately, we don't learn these things that we have been talking today in the school, not even at home. I mean, my parents didn't talk to me about relationships. Everything I learned, I learned it reading magazines or talking with my peers. I mean, the kids now, they have Google and they it may help, but eventually you learn how to love by loving. Then no matter what had happened in your past relationships, remember that love is always available and it's there for you. And it will never abandon you. And that you have it. It might be hidden under a lot of things that you have put on top. Like the sadness, the disappointment, the hurting, the wounds, the betrayal. And all of these things are on top of love. But if you sit and start looking what, what you have inside of yourself that is holding you back, you will start like, like uh, taking things out of a suitcase. Okay, put these shoes, but I don't need these shoes. And this dress, this dress, this is from my mother. I, I, I don't, I don't have the same belief system right now. And slowly, slowly, you will empty all the all the things that really hold you back and and you carry that don't allow you to be just open to love and to be loved. Because the reason why we are on Earth is just that. To learn every day a little bit more how to love and how to be loved. The rest is simple decoration. It's just for fun. But no matter what is your job, 
the kind of family that you had or you have created, how many friends you have or you don't, the, the purpose of your existence is to learn about love, but not the love between humans, the unconditional love. The love of the divine, whatever name you put for you, the love that connects all of us, that we can say we are one, and the love not only for human beings, the love for everything that exists. Everything is alive, a plant, an animal, but everything is energy. Like this is this is a mouse, but this is this is energy vibrating that it looks like a mouse. Then everything deserves your love. Are you ready to share it with others? Because in order to share it, you have to cultivate it first. If you don't have apples, you cannot give apples to others. And take care of your apple tree and you will be able to share. Beautiful. Thank you. And, you know, it's, it's, this is such a big topic, like I said, and this is the, the self-love journey or just the loving journey, loving ourselves, loving others, knowing what love is, even experiencing love is a big thing, right? So um, we're all learning, we're all experiencing differently. It's not like, you know, we're not taught this for sure in our families or schools or anywhere, but it's about learning to love yourself, opening up your heart to yourself first, right? Accepting yourself. Like I said to Manisha earlier, can you love yourself and accept yourself and your body the way it is? Yeah, it, it's, you know, my body's not perfect. My I'm having a really good hair day today. So I was like, oh my goodness, right? But my hair is never this good, right? So, um, but does that stop me from showing up? Does that stop me from living my life? Does that stop me from being me? No. And 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 the thing I, I learned from my husband is like my current husband anyway, he's like he never even looks. I mean, even on those days when I look fabulous, he doesn't even notice. Right. So he doesn't see me as a body. He just sees me as me and love loves me for me, not how I look on the outside at all. It's about the inside. And if we can do that for ourselves as well, I mean, I have to say, when he before he got sick. I swear there was something about him, you know, it's like he, for me, he was quite handsome. Then something happened when he got sick and I was like, I don't know where he went. Where's my husband? But he was quite handsome, but that's not why I, that's not why I fell in love with him, right? It was his personality, but it was his humor. It was his, his, his expression, his soul that, that was, that we were connecting. It, it was not the physical appearance at all. Um, except I love his eyes. Or I I used to love his eyes. They've changed. Anyways, so maybe they'll come back someday. But the thing is, can you can you love yourself, your soul, your essence of who you are first? Forget about how the body looks. Forget about the hair. Forget about any of that. Because when true love appears, none of that is relevant. And that true love, I say appears, but it's always within you. It's always there. But we just have to learn to allow it to show up to express itself through us and that's what we're doing all the time I mean I had a, a session of what long time with one of my teachers and during what the discussion it was like well why am I here and it it's to love and be loved and so I you know at that time the be loved part was okay but the loving part I was I was challenged with I was able to love my children 
Absolutely. There was no question. I could love them. But I was at that time, I was not able to love anybody else. And that was an issue for me. So when I um, met my current husband, I was able to love. And that was the biggest, the biggest breakthrough for me. I was able to love again. So of course, I love my parents. I love my Neo, right? I love my kids. I love my family. I love my community. There was a time when I, I was not able to, and that was that wound and pain and hurt in my heart that was closed, right? And so it took uh, a little bit of opening up, but that's possible for for all of you as well. No, so if you'd like you to work, <laughs> so yeah, thank you. I just like, it just kept going and it's like, ah. Um, but if you'd like to work with Judith some more, whether it's the Akashic Record reading, right, consultation, or the self-love workshop, or the soulmate relationship, uh, soulmate workshop, please do, because this is so, so huge for all of us. I didn't have this when I was yeah, me too. trying to open up my heart, right? I didn't have this. I had and to figure it out, and it took me years. Exactly. I had these problems. There was like a soulmate workshop there, like, to explain me how to do and, 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 and in what way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Th it, this was not available. So I had to do it the hard way and, and the long way and all that stuff. But, um, you know, this is a seven hour, eight hour workshop on one day, seven, eight hour workshop the next day. So it's it's intense and it's going to be deeply transformational and it's going to help you, your close relationships, your partnerships that you already have, your community, it, it, it helps everyone we think it's for us but it's really for the collective for the planet for our communities everyone and if you have children of course that healing and that transformation goes down to help your children too right and so yeah. that's one of the big things for me is like I know that at least my kids will not have the same issues I did because I've been doing the work right they'll have other issues <laughs> but they won't have the same issues that I did right so it's um it's quite valuable. So please do take a look at the, uh, the 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 workshops and the session. You know, there's so many. I was wondering about there were so many wonderful testimonials that Judith shared with me that I put on the page, and it's like I couldn't even share them all because it was just like so so many. So many people have worked with Judith in both of the workshops and the Akashic Record consultations that I, I was like blown away by you know, the, the, the comments from everybody. So please do take a look at the special offer page as well and see see how transformational it can be and how how quickly sometimes uh, change can happen. Right, Judith? Yeah, I went, I was invited to some weddings of clients. Oh, nice. Yeah, you can read in the testimonials. And again, the, the business moved to soulmate to the self-love. When I got cancer, then I created another workshop that is fall in love with your body. That is not included in the promotion. But if anyone really wants to work with me and uh, you have doubts, you, you don't know what you need, you don't know how you can resolve things, just send me an email. Uh, connect with me and, and I'll help you. I'll guide you uh, through the process. I can even recommend you some books uh, for you to start the the journey of loving yourself more and when you love yourself you become a magnet for love and everything is going to happen then I'm I'm here to serve uh, Shefali Lara gave me the opportunity and uh, it has been a pleasure to share this time with you 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Judith. And thank you, everybody, for all your questions, your comments, your feedback in the chat. It's been wonderful to see you all supporting each other. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know this was a deep conversation, so please um, drink some water, ground, take a few deep breaths, et cetera, and be kind and gentle to yourself. Please, 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 please. And of course, have a great weekend. It is the weekend, so enjoy yourself. Have a great weekend, and we will see you soon. So until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all so much love and blessing as always. Thank Bye you so much, sweethearts. Oh, thank you so much, Linda. Thank you, thank you. We love you. Thank you, Alara. Muchas gracias. Judith. Thank you, Judith. Thank you, Manisha. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you.